Hello, hello. Welcome to Queer Christian Conversations. With me, your host, Coach Yama. Today, we're answering the question, what about Adam and Eve? Um, if God is accepting and affirming, is it true that because of Adam and Eve, because of Genesis, marriage really is supposed to be between one man and one woman? So, hello everyone hello my podcast listeners how are you doing today um guys i know i've been a little slow uploading the audio but i promise i'm back um we're gonna be on it got a little um busy there hello rob star got a little busy with the group coaching um and everything getting all that settled in so i got a little bit delayed with getting the audio hello shanae darling how are you um hello everyone as you are coming in i want to know because um, we always check in let me know how you're doing and then um number two tell me what song do you have on repeat right now on your um in your spotify or your what else do people use i don't even know because i use spotify so i don't know any, about anything else um <laughs> and also as you're coming in do you peep what's happening in the background here i feel like it's swallowing me up a little bit but that's all right um, hello, hello, everyone. So what song is on repeat for you right now? Um, for me right now, I have the song Baby by, I forget his name, the African artist. Um, but it has been on repeat for at least four or five days right now. Oh, Apple Music. Yes, thank you, Rob. Um, Apple Music. Uh, but guys, I got these beautiful balloons from a um, locally owned, black owned business here. Um and she does amazing work and so I didn't have any rainbows so she hooked me up and I think I I think I'm ready for pride is this okay okay hello hello everyone all right all the new people if you're joining me for the first time let's see here Sasha says Sasha sounds I know you should have something you say by Lauren Daigle gotta sing it tomorrow for a pride event yes hello fruit and season company you are doing great um, Last Train Home by John Mayer. You know what's interesting? I haven't heard of any of those songs, and I'm sure you guys haven't heard of the one I'm listening to called Baby. Um, I'm going to go ahead and sing a little bit for you, okay? Now, if you're with me last week, you know that I do not have the gift of song. Um, uh, my grandma let me know that very clearly. But the song goes like this. Okay, I'm doing this as we join in. So it goes, my pipi, my pipi, my pipi, my pipi. Okay, uh, that's all I know. Shanae is listening to Worthy by India Ari. I love a good sis India, okay? I am not my hair. I am not my skin. Um, she really helped me when she talked about, I think she talked about not shaving her legs. Um, that is my tribe. Um, so I love that. <laughs> Uh, Karen is asking, am I going to post a video? Yes, I am. They will be posted and there will be a podcast after this. Amy's ask, um, song is Last Man on Earth by Wolf Alice. Okay. Oh, look at you, Doyham. Okay, the song you sang is Baby by Joe Boy. Absolutely. You know what? I love y'all so much. All right. Okay, let's jump into it. Hello, Rayo's son is here. Let's jump into it. Um, if you're new here, my name is Coach Yama. I help LGBTQ plus people who identify as Christians to make peace with their faith and their sexuality 
And the way that we are doing that now is I have launched a group coaching program that is starting in on July 1st. You have up until the end of this month to join that. It's an application process, so you do have to be approved to join. And there is a limit of 10. We're more than halfway full. So make sure if you're interested in that, if you have been struggling with the question of, am I going to end up in hell when I die? Is God really not affirming of me? What's going on? If those things are not just plaguing your mind, but emotionally, um, you can see that the stress is affecting your relationships, your work, your dreams, your sleep, all of it. Hit me up. Let's get to the get to the link in the bio. Apply and let's see if you would be a, a good fit for this um, group coaching. Okay. So the question we're asking here, hello brand memory, um, memory. The question we're asking is, what about Adam and Eve? Okay. So if you watched my stories or if you were here last week, I posted um, that we were going to be doing the a biblical series about going back to the basics of the common questions that come up as we begin reconciling our faith and our sexuality. One of the main ones is Genesis, okay? And I have to admit that was a hang up for me as well because it was really easy. So we're jumping into the content, all right? Let's get it, let's go, all right? Um, one of the main ones for me, I can admit, was the Adam and Eve thing, okay? Because Leviticus, um, Romans was a little bit of a hang up for me to have to be honest going through it. But all of the other scriptures in the Old Testament that where we get Leviticus 18 and Sodom and Gomorrah, those were really easy for me to understand and kind of push, push through and understand that they were not the actual representation of how God sees relationships, that these were um, rules put in place for whatever reason. And that um, especially with Leviticus, no, not with Leviticus, but with Sodom and Gomorrah, the idea that we believe that it was because they were being gay and that's why God destroyed um, Sodom and Gomorrah when the Bible explains itself in Ezekiel that says that was not the reason. So those scriptures were easy for me to move through. Um, I didn't have too many issues with it. I got a little bit hung up on Romans 1, but um, doing the study and talking to God about it, Kobe Martin's book Unclobber was a huge, huge help for me to move through that as well and just... Um, the reason why that was easy for me to move through was because as I was reading the scripture in Romans 1, I could see that the audience had changed in there and I, I couldn't pick it up, but I knew it was like there was something, something had changed in the, the, the letter and who Paul was talking to. And when you listen to Colby, um, he goes into deeper, um, understanding of exactly how that was put together. Hello Q, how are you? Um, how that was put together. So that was that was easy for me. But let's get to Genesis, okay? And we're gonna we're gonna hit this thing at three levels. If you have questions um, as we're going through it, put it in the comment in the question box so I don't miss it. Don't put it in the comments because it's gonna scroll through, but put it in the question box so we can hit it at the end, okay? Getting to Genesis, because as I was taught, I'm sure maybe you were as well, that Genesis was the original design of God. That we are to look at Genesis as the, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? The pattern, okay? The pattern of how God wants the world to work. The pattern of how we can understand the original intent 
of God in creating the world, okay? So from that standpoint, starting from Genesis, because there's really no dude, I mean, there's dude prototype, thanks Sasha. There's no really like do's and don'ts, except when it came to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and all of that. But really, it was just, this is how God created the world. This is how it's supposed to be. Everything that's gonna come after this, after Genesis one and two, is gonna be some jacked up situations that is against the will of God. But this, is how it's supposed to be. And then you, you, uh, my friend Rob Star says you zoom out um, and you look at it, right? You look at the, look at what's happening and you can see that, yeah, you know, there were, there's gonna be some things that come out of it that, that really wasn't the intent of God. So then how do I reconcile? And when I look at the full entirety of scripture, I really don't see where God is affirming and blessing and accepting of same gender loving relationships. So it's not in the Bible that God's okay with it. And the Bible is only blessing marriages between a man. Well, that's not true. Um, God blessed <laughs> several marriages between one, between one man and several women. <laughs> okay. So even that statement is not true. But when we are being taught it, okay, when we're looking at it in, the, in, in its entirety, we see that the scriptures, biblical scriptures, because scriptures is just sacred writings, and the Bible just means book, okay? So looking at the biblical scriptures, we see that God isn't blessing um, unions between the same gender, that all of the blessings of the, of the nations are coming with God saying that he will bless the bride and the bridegroom, okay? So all of this language is seeped into, saturated, I mean, it is in the scripture. Are we going to find a blessing of a same gender relationship where it, it is um it is seen as an actual marriage in the scripture the answer is no okay so if you're coming here for me to say for me to twist something around and that's going that's not going to happen okay there are no examples of god blessing a same gender marriage in the scripture okay now we can we can stretch in and talk about jonathan and david and even um ruth and naomi but those were not marriages in the way that we see in all of the other scriptures, okay? So somebody comes to you and say, you know what, well, all this stuff that you guys are doing, um, this, you know, queer, lesbian, gay thing, it's against the word of God. It's not true. God has said um, that it's only one man and one woman. Personally, on a, on a very human level, looking logically, not, we don't even have to be logical about it. Just looking at the scripture, that statement is not true. Okay, because the only marriages, the only contracts that God blesses is not between one man and one woman. It is very, very, very rare. Okay, and I think we even get into the New Testament before we can see this, where the blessing of God is between one man and one woman other than Adam and Eve, right? And then I guess Abraham, but you know what happened with Abraham was, <laughs> he was done what to do, okay? So that was Abraham, but as you're moving along in the scripture, you see that the kings, all right, had several, let's talk about David and Solomon, had several wives that were unions that were blessed by God. Even when you talk about the children of Israel, why do we have the children of Israel of the 12 tribes? Because there were several situations happening, okay, with different women that produced the 12 tribes, okay? The, the 12, head, uh, 12 heads of those tribes. 
So you cannot tell me that God only blesses. We're just talking human level here, right? Just at the human level, we can we can debate. If you want to debate me, it's very easy for me to debate you by using the same scriptures that you're using. It is not clear and it is not true that the only relationship, the only type of relationship that God blesses was a monogamous relationship between one man and one woman, okay? Check mark out of the door, let's move on, okay? Just, th that's the human, we're not having that conversation. Because what we do here on Queer co Christian Conversations is we gotta bring you up higher, okay? Let's come up higher. So now let's go to the theology of it, all right? So the biblical story of Genesis, all right, is a cosmology, and what all cosmology means is a attempt to explain how the worlds were created. So we know that Genesis was written by Moses, and this is Moses writing down what he believes that God is explaining to him about how the world was created. Okay, so these are the important parts that are being brought up. How was the world created? Well, God said, let there be. Okay, where did the sun and moon come from? Well, God said, let there be. Where the stars come from? Let there be. How come we have trees and grass? God said, let there be. Where are the animals coming from? God said, let there be. Okay, because there are two ways that historically um, societies have looked at the creation of the world. There is the spontaneous bursting forth of whatever it is, okay, and then everything, you know, the Big Bang, okay, uh, everything came to be. And the other way is to have a creator create everything. So from the biblical Jewish perspective and how they, not even the Jewish people, because um, we, uh, the Islamic um, Jewish and Christian people all have the same father of faith, which is Abraham, okay? So the the way, starting from Abraham, looking back at the different religions, how we understand the world was created was by a creator. And so God said, let there be, and God, there was. Now, when it comes to making human beings, God, according to Genesis, knelt down. I don't know how this happened. I just always assumed that he knelt down. He, okay? knelt down they is really more appropriate because god said let us okay so they knelt down and created one being let's start there okay where we want to say let's start there and created one being because adam means humankind it wasn't it's not adam's name <laughs> y'all know i like to laugh okay it's not adam's name okay adam is mankind so let us make mankind, okay? Hum let's say humankind. Let's let's try to you know work with the genders and all this other stuff. Let's make mankind, humankind, in our image. We know that in the beginning there was, as Christians look at it, God the Father, God the Son, which Gen um, John one talks about. The word that came out of the mouth of God was Jesus, okay. And it talked about the spirit of God hovering over, over the waters, okay, so that God could speak and creation could happen. So there were three beings that said, as one, let us make mankind, okay? Now, according to Genesis, we think it happened in one day. It is what it is. We're not going into the timeline, okay? So one, one person was created to reflect the divine nature of who God is. God is three parts. Okay, so we're, <laughs> anyway, so three parts in one person, in one being, a dumb mankind, okay, and then God said, according to we know it, it's not good for man to be alone, 
and separated out the feminine aspect of God and made a woman, all right, according to Genesis. So God is saying to us, which I believe that I really see Genesis as a real affirmation for trans people more than any other part in the Bible, because God pronoun in Genesis is they, okay? It is let us, all right? Um, there are several parts of who I am that exist in one body. And so what I'm doing is I'm going to separate mankind, okay? I'm going to take my feminine aspects of who I am and I'm going to put it in a body that has a womb, okay? The womb's woman, the womb's man, right? So that's what's happened. So God is saying, I've made you. God didn't make men and women and God made man, humankind, one being, according to the scripture, okay, as a reflection of God in the image of God. And then they were separated, okay? And then it says, if you pay attention to how the, how the voice changes in Genesis, um, uh, I, Moses starts to say, for this reason. So this was not God speaking as you hear um, what it appears to be when, when Moses is dictating what happened in the creation story. He then starts to say, for this reason. This is Moses speaking. For this reason, a man shall leave his family and be joined to his wife and they, the two shall become one. Okay, so that's Moses speaking. Now, what would be the purpose and the reason for God, okay, in this cosmology to explain um, the man and woman? What is God trying to say in this? This is not about marriage, okay? We, the question was, how do we explain marriage should be only between a man and a woman? The Genesis story was not about marriage. The Genesis story was, how did you get here? Okay, and who did you come from? God has said, you came from me. All right, you came from me. You are an exact representation as fully female, as fully male, whatever you, whatever it is, non-binary, whatever it is, okay? You are a full representation of me. Um... Uh, Rob Starr says, please also Genesis is a poem, scientific white paper, or even a witness <laughs> testimony, okay? So, God is saying in this cosmology that you are made in my image. That as I am, existing three beings, there's three parts of me. You also have the same thing. Like, you are made in my image. So, this is not about, because God's not married. I'm going to leave that where it stays, Okay. I'm going to leave that alone, okay? But when God is explaining the cosmology of how the world became to be, that is the only purpose of Genesis, right? Now, one of the things that really helped me, because I told you guys earlier that I was a little hung up on this, one of the things that really helped me is when I began to look into other ancient um, cultures and how they explain, because what God and what I um, heard is when I was talking to God about these things was like, God said this not, or I heard, I'm not going to say God, but I really felt this. Um, I want to be careful with that. This was not God's first attempt of explaining how the worlds were created to humankind. Okay. There were many other cultures. And you guys know I bring this up because I'm African. <laughs> okay. There were African cultures, specifically the Egyptian culture, 
where they also had a cosmology that also had a man, also had a snake, and also had a woman. Hmm, interesting, okay? And I'll tell you guys personally, the way that the snake is represented in scripture, uh, although I don't, I still, me and, we not, the snakes and I are not doing a thing, but there was a real deep fear that I had for snakes. I still don't mess with them. I don't like them. They're just whatever. But the fear that I had of them went away when I began to look into the um, Egyptian cosmology of how they received from the divine, how the worlds were created. Okay. And the, the snake in that, in that story was one of wisdom. It wasn't a, a thing that came to destroy mankind and bring in sin and all this other stuff. It was, it was a lot different. The woman was not demonized in the cosmology of how sin and bad things enter the world. Okay. Cause that's also what happened in Genesis. So we're just not talking just about the creation of man and woman. Now we're talking about how did that relationship happen that now we have all the things in the world that we have. How does sin come into the world? How did good and evil enter into the world? Okay. How did it happen? Because the woman <laughs> took up a fruit against the will of the divine, broke the commandment, okay, sinned and rebelled. And the poor man, because he's so helpless, could not resist and ate of it, and now here's the woman who is the the demonic portal of evil into the world. And as you trace through scripture, you will see how that is played out. Because contextually, as we look at who's writing the story, Moses is hearing this from God, okay, receiving this download of how the world was created. The demonizing of women it's very clear just from the beginning that supposedly we were made second, that we were made in service to the man. I'm not even going to get into the patriarchy of all of it. Okay, let's rise above. Now, where were we with all of this? So ancient, other Asian cultures that have the way that they, they heard or received that God created the world, very, very similar. And it wasn't because... Um, God was only showing you that man and woman should be together. No, that was not what was happening. Okay. Now let's raise up a little bit higher. So that's just theologically, that's just like, okay, that's one form of a cosmology of how the world was created, but it's not the first. So what was happening before that? And you see, it's so, so similar. I promise you go on Google and type in the tree of life and other ancient cultures. And you're going to see is in there. Okay, so this is not the first, all right? So this cannot be the thing that God is saying to all of humanity because he said it before and in a different way, apparently, okay? Let's rise above that. Let's go to Galatians 3.28, okay? Galatians 3.28 says this. I'm gonna find it. If you have it, if you can get it, get it. I want you to put your eyes on it, okay? It says this. Podcast people, I'm looking for the scripture. Okay. Let's start at verse 26. It says here, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized, baptized, as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is not a sl neither slave nor nor free, 
and there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Okay, let it drop in your spirit. Let it sizzle in your spirit for a second. Okay. What is, what is the goal of marriage? It's union. Okay. The goal of marriage is to represent the triune nature of God. Okay, because they tell you like, you know, there a three-strand accord is not easily broken. That's a famous wed wedding um, scripture. Okay. Marriage is about a coming together of two, thanks Toya, um, of two or whoever many, <laughs> okay, poly folk, coming together in such a way that is representative that we were all called to live not as separate beings, okay? The goal of Jesus, I don't know, I don't care how many different directions we come at this thing, my message is always going to be the same. The goal is oneness. The goal is union, okay? The goal is not your genitals and where you put them or who puts what in what. That's here. That's us thinking very low level. Colossians 3, you have been raised with Christ. Your life is now hidden in Christ. So now how do I see the world when I am looking from a perspective, okay, as a being, because my flesh isn't one right now, okay, my spirit is one with God. How do I look at these situations here on earth that we're getting lost in about who gets married to who and missing the point that there is no separation in humanity that we are all one in God. So if I am coming with that question to you, the nature of how I'm coming, the spirit of how I'm bringing that question to you is teaching you about separation. That's all it's doing. It's saying, well, you can't do this because you're not allowed to do that. And then we're separate and da, 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 and you and you're wrong and I'm right. And you're not going to get into heaven because you're behaving badly on earth. Mm. Okay. And Jesus is saying, um, uh, I think we try to clarify. <laughs> there is neither male nor female because your truest identity is love. Love does not have a gender. If you can come together and love another person from that part of you, that is you being in representation of who God is. Because if our marriages are supposed to um, represent God, and your thinking is because I get to put a penis in a vagina, that that is how I represent God, we are sorely mistaken. Because how you represent God is understanding that you are Christ, that you are one, and that you get to love from that place of oneness with God. If your understanding of marriage is only in this 3D world, you have missed it. Okay? So now... 
understanding that because we started at the very human level right with the you know what um we could debate the scriptures just using our brain all right cool great all right get into the theology of it okay this is a cosmology that was supposed to tell us how the worlds were created okay where where the universe where the earth came from where humans came from and then where all the bad things came from and apparently according to scripture all the bad things came from women like we let it in but now let's go up higher the higher point of view is this marriage union okay you representing christ in that is you operating from a place of understanding that your identity first and foremost above anything else is love that your real life isn't happening in the world that you're able to see if you remember even in the scripture if you look at it when adam and eve ate of the fruit their eyes were opened and they could see that they were naked what were they able to see that i'm different from you now what were they able to do because they ate of the knowledge not of good and evil but of the knowledge of good and evil what can i do now i can judge that you're wrong and that i'm right i can also now invite in guilt and shame because now i have a knowledge of good and evil so in all of that moment they got brought down they were demoted to living as just humans but if you are a believer you tap into that thing okay um you now get to elevate you get to get back promoted to your original position sitting in the heavenly realms as a supernatural being having a natural experience in this earth so if i'm coming from that perspective am i really so focused on who's marrying who absolutely not okay miss me with the bullshit i said it y'all know it, get, it gets a little real towards the end all right miss me with the bullshit because if you think that my christianity is based upon who's entering or whose vagina or whatever i whatever you think it's about my physical body that that's what represent christ you're crazy now when you're arguing with people don't argue with nobody about this okay it's not worth it but when you're talking to people i mean we're family so we could talk like this but we can um when you let me give some <laughs> some tips about having conversations like this go into the conversation more curious than wanting to or needing to have an answer for that person because what you really want to know is like where are they coming from and why are they asking me this question what's on the inside of them that they are trying to communicate by asking me this question so you get curious you sit in your seat of love and you listen be quick to listen and slow to speak we're family so we could bust it up okay i can say miss with the bullshit and all because we were here right but for the people who are on the outside on the outside right scripture says always season your season your words with grace all right um redeem the time let them know the reason for your hope that applies to us too okay definitely applies to us so for people who are not of this level of understanding that are trying to have a conversation uh, just based upon just being human you're not just human you're supernatural so you can take you can take some time drop down in your natural and have a conversation try to understand who is the god that you must believe in that would only create for man and woman and be really really super concerned about genitals like why why do you think that is is there a greater truth okay you can get into gender complementarity about masculine and feminine 
Um, but if you don't know, every human being possesses masculine and feminine within them. Okay, so where do we go with that? I don't know. If God's calling us all sons, I mean, the Bible is, I mean, calling everybody sons and also calling everybody the bride and Jesus the bridegroom, somewhere along the lines in that, a man is getting married to Jesus. And so what do we do with that? Like, come on. It doesn't even, it doesn't track. What do we do with God saying that he's a many, a, a many breasted God, that he's breastfeeding people and he's weaning children off his breast? What do we do with that? Okay, so obviously the whole gender thing is very fluid for God, even in the scripture. If anything, I really believe uh, my trans folk kind of uh, like, really, Cole, did you really see that? The Bible is very trans affirming. If you read it and you read through Isaiah and just see how God represents himself to the children of Israel, very gender fluid. Okay. Um, so I hope that answered your question. If you have any other questions, drop it in. I'll see if I can read comments. Let me put my glasses on because it feels like I can't see here. If, if you have some, put them in the questions. I don't see any in the questions. Um, let me check the time to see where we are. Was that good for you? Did that sizzle in your spirit? Was that helpful? Do you have still other questions? Okay, we've gone as long as we usually do. Um, do you have any other questions that are coming up for you about the whole Adam and Eve situation? Again, Adam was not <laughs> Adam was not his name. Okay, it was Adam. Um, a man is getting married to Jesus. Love it. Yes, Reese. Okay, Reese Susan. Yes. Okay, a man is getting married to Jesus. And even Jesus in the scripture likened himself to a mother hen, okay? Like how, to the children of Israel, like how I've longed for you to bring you in and to like take care of you. Like it's a gender fluid book, all right? So the masculine and feminine aspects of who you are um, come into harmony and beautiful harmony because God does not have a gender. The reason why we get so stuck up on this Adam and Eve thing is because we think God is a gendered being. And from the very from the very start, let us make man in our image. The fact that man was even used as a whole nother thing, but we understand that the Bible um, has a lot of patriarchy from the historical context that it was written in, right? Okay, because there are other cosmologies where God um, is a woman. All right, excuse me. <coughs> I'll tell you guys this cool cool thing as you're asking questions if you have any. So I told you it was a hang up for me. So I did some really deep dive studies into this. I wasn't going to bring up all the other stuff I found out, but I think this is cool. So what I learned in some societies, okay, they really believed that man was created as like a, like the, the male gender was penis having people um, were created as like a, not an afterthought, but as like a, oh darn, we need like extra help kind of thing, but not in like a help me situation. So this is what they believe. Um, and I got really deep into this because it was about science as well. And so what they believe is that the female gender, vagina owning people were able to produce sperm within themselves and they were able to have babies without having sex because there's a gland on the inside of us um, vagina owning people where you that lubricates your vagina and that gland is believed to used to be able to produce sperm and so they were able to self 
um, procreate <laughs> without the need of a man and then like they needed to have like a man because something happened I don't know like genetics got messed up like there was a basically there was a <laughs> oh I love humans so basically there was a genetic mutation that caused the the male species penis owning people to be created and truthfully when you look at the chromosomes the chromosomes like um the xy is really like it's an x but like a a shortened x like something went wrong and it couldn't like complete doing the full x and so like it created it created a y and like what are they doing with nipples like what's happening with that um and their um scrotum is the the ovaries dropping and then their their penis is an elongation of the the uh the clitoris right um so like if you look really genetically biologically at a man um it's like a genetic apparently i'm not saying all of my penis owning people in here i love y'all okay I'm a bisexual woman and I very much enjoy the male uh, penis owning population. I'll just say it was making a lot of sense. Okay. <laughs> um, Amy, I got lost in, on, in the YouTubes. Okay. And on Google and got to all this information. I even found articles where um, there, like the virgin birth of Mary is not the only virgin birth to ever be because, again, um, this Bartholin gland that we have, um, apparently in some other, there are like stories of people, of women um, who are virgins who had got pregnant and they never like really never had sex and nobody believed them. And then it like became a thing, like apparently it's still happening. But the reason <laughs> why I didn't go too much deeper into that is because I don't want my understanding of who God is to be limited um, to this natural world. Uh, I always want my understanding to come from a higher perspective, okay? I need to understand top down, not down up. And so I was able to pull back and be like, God, you got to talk to me about this from a different perspective because I can get lost in this and I can get, because I don't want to get to a place where I'm debating natural things. I need to, I want to have higher conversations what was really being communicated what did god really want to say what was really happening is it really about this marriage thing that the bible says is not going to happen in heaven like it can't be about that if it's not going to happen in heaven then we don't need to be focused on it we're, we're not going to be farming in heaven apparently if heaven's a real place <laughs> you know what if it is i'm excited because i have a chocolate mansion waiting for me all right um if it's not going to be happening when we transition into another space according to the scripture, then it must not be that important, okay? Which is why in Christ there is neither male nor female. Question that we'll see here. Um, Amy's asking, any book, podcasts, or recommendations? Queer Queerology is a great podcast. I, that's Matthias Roberts. Um, we have, for to really go into this with a gender complementarity, you're going to have, uh, let's see here, where did he go? <clears throat> we have God and the gay Christian, okay? Um, Matthew Vines really goes into explaining gender complementarity and how that's really not a good uh, argument, really. Like he, he kind of talks it down and talks you through it, which is really good. And then um, the one that I'm always going to recommend for you guys, because I feel like it's reconciling your faith 
and your sexuality 101. I'm going to always recommend these books. So Unclobber by Colby Martin. Walking the Bridgeless Canyon is pretty thick. So it was like a resource book by Kathy Balduck. And then this one. So if you can start with those to try to, to begin building your understanding. But here's the, here's the thing, guys. And this is what we do in the group coaching program. You can find all that stuff on your own. All right. Hey, Lola, you can find all that stuff on your own. The thing that is most important that's going to really help you move to where you are able to accept that God is accepting of you is you being able to build a relationship with God. Because you can argue on this stuff all the time. I think I think it's in Timothy where Timothy is saying, like, why are you getting lost in these useless disputes? This is not this is not the goal. It's not it. OK, I'm not you're not going <laughs> to. If you believe in heaven and hell and you get to the pearly gates like you and Jesus or to the judgment seat, you're not going to have the person who argue with you the most for you guys to argue your points. OK, before you can get into heaven, that's not going to happen because what happened with the sheep and the goats in the scripture? Jesus said, depart from me because I never knew you because you didn't know me. <laughs> OK, so the goal. OK, John 17, three, we will always bring it back to that. John 17, three. Why did Jesus come so that you can know? Ganasco God, okay. So sorry about that. Podcast people, somebody just rang my doorbell. My dog is going crazy. Okay. So the goal is for you to intimately know God. That's where you start. So with all the questions that you're having, God, what about Adam and Eve? What about Sodom and Gomorrah? What about Leviticus 18? What about Genesis? All of the things. The question should really be: please show me who you are. If I know who you are then I can line that up with what other people are telling me and see if it's really coming from truly who you are. Because God's identity determines God's values, God's beliefs, and God's behavior. It works that way no matter what you look at, okay? With you, with God, with whoever. Identity, values, your beliefs, and then your behavior. If God's identity is love, what is the behavior going to look like in my life? What are our, what are God's beliefs around the choices that I'm making? What are God's values around the choices I'm making? But you have to start with knowing God first, okay? So I hope that was helpful for all of you. Um, you guys are amazing. We will be back next Thursday. We're going to be answering more questions. It usually comes to me as we go. We'll see. Um, I don't know that we really need to get into um, Sodom and Gomorrah. But if we need to, we can we can stop by through that, okay? But whatever else, you know, Holy Spirit's gonna speak to me about what you guys need and uh, um, need to hear, and then we'll get into it next week as we're closing up the biblical back to basics series here with me live. And again, if you are ready to begin doing the work to get to know God, to heal um, the fear and anxiety around your faith and sexuality and to build that real authentic relationship with God, hit up the link in my bio, apply so that we can begin those, this work together and you'll have nine other people with you that's on the same path and they're going to be people who get it. Because I know a lot of times we talk to people and they're like, I don't get it. <laughs> what? What? Okay. People who are going to understand the anxiety that you feel when you go to church or who are going to understand the triggers that happen when a certain pa uh, passage is brought up. People who get it, who are on the same journey with you. And then we all get to heal together um, as I guide you all through this. Okay. So I love you. Thank you again for joining. I hope you have a fabulous weekend and I will see you next week. Bye.